what sets my system and reckoning of numerology apart from the older systems is that it's entirely based on living phenomena. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome to Into the Light podcast. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Yael Machizadek. Yael is a numerologist and synchronicity and sacred geometry expert with over 30 years experience. His encounters with synchronicity and supernatural events, including ET contact, has led him to create the Stargate Oracle system of numerology. He decodes messages of angel numbers, twin flame phenomena, and biblical codes like the 144,000. So today we're going to be talking a little bit more about understanding synchronicity using the Stargate numerology system. Welcome, Yael. Thank you so much for joining. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you doing? So good to have you here. I'm excited for this conversation. I hear we're going to be talking about all kinds of things like supernatural phenomenon, these synchronicities and angel numbers. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of this like just in my social media and and all over the place. So it's good to have you. Yeah, it's really great to be here. And I'm really grateful because this is essentially my public debut. So yeah, so it's 30 years or so of dealing with this phenomena and decoding it and developing the Stargate system. And I've been primarily in hermit mode, keeping this stuff to myself, uh, gestating it, you know, and then and, and guiding its development. And just recently, in the last couple of months, I've gotten the downloads, the messages that it's time to bring it forward. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So this is a system now you, you mentioned you created over 30 years and it's called the Stargate numerology system. So am I right? Is that, what is it exactly? Can yeah. you give me a little bit of a, a nutshell of what your, your system is and how it works, you know, with, with the numbers? So basically what I've done is I've recalibrated the alphanumeric cipher of, you know, the Pythagorean system is the best example that I could give because that's going to be the, the most widely used system of numerology is the Pythagorean. And then you have the Chaldean, there's Tibetan reckoning, and then of course, the Gematria that everybody seems to love these days. So um, I've been involved with numerology and the cult literally since I was a child. And I've always had an interest in numerology and was a practicing numerologist using the Pythagorean system and touching on the other systems. But there was always these, what I called unreconciled ambiguities that were there in these other systems. I set out to make sense of these things with the Stargate system. And I'm fairly confident that I actually have done that. Yeah. What does a numerologist do exactly? Like, I know we talk about things like, okay, everyone starts to say like 1111, right? That's where it seems to all start. Like how many 1111s do you see in a, in a daily? 
Yeah. What do you do as a numerologist? Like when someone's asking you about these synchronicities? Okay. So here's where it gets a little wavy, right? Okay. So numerology is historically a system of analyzing linguistics, words, phrases, and translating them into a numerical value. And through understanding of the fundamental archetypal and esoteric value of the numbers one through nine, the root digits, you can assess a reading from it based on those archetypes and their appearance, presentation, and proximity to each other, the same as a person reading a tarot deck. Mm. There's a major arcana and they all have their individual meanings. But when you do a, a layout, their proximity to one another is going to affect the reading. And it's the same with an astrology system, except this time it's regarded the planetary bodies are given archetypal value and are assessed in their proximity to one another in the, you know, the, the cosmic system. So numerology is really no different. So what you do with numerology is you peel back the layer of the linguistic system, the words, the letters, because the numbers underlie, it's a universal language. I actually consider it the most sophisticated form of light language that we have. So underlying, you know, all linguistic systems that have ever existed on the earth is a current of number and algorithm. So it's like a great, it's like what equalizes us. You know, I know humans, we construct our symbols and our languages, but it sounds to me like it all fundamentally, if you sort it all out, it comes back into these numbers. You said that like the one through nine, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the question, the chicken and the egg question. It's like, did we discover numbers (laughs) or were they invented? You you know, well, I'm convinced that they were created as a means of examining phenomena. And here, okay, so here we come back full circle with numerology and what sets my system and reckoning of numerology apart from the older systems is that it's entirely based on living phenomena. Synchronicity governs and guides every step of the way. So it's not that like, for instance, I'll pick a course of study, like say I want to learn about the emerald tablets and that Hermes. So I won't go get the emerald tablets and start reading and trying to digest, assimilate, filter and all that. But if synchronicities through numbers lead me to that, I'll study what I need to study, extract what I need to extract, syncretize it to what I'm working on. And that's how that works for me. It all comes through source. And when it comes through source, it comes through the presentation of synchronicity, which, you know, there's a term that people use in the collective and it's a beautiful term, actually, angel numbers, angel numbers but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So most of the time it, it's used in regard to like the triple digit numbers, which are palindromes, you know, like one, 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 three, three, three and whatnot. But here's the caveat. They're all angel numbers, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they're sending a message the numbers. Yeah. So the numbers themselves are angelic communications that are happening interdimensionally. So the numbers present to us, right? The 1111 is like the big one for everybody. Right. And, and just an interesting bit of information from, from my background. I was born in Crowley, Louisiana, like Alistair Crowley. The exit you take to get to 
like the road that I was born on less than five miles from the sign is exit 1111 to take to East Crowley. So it's literally like even in retrospect, as I look back on things in my life, I can say like the first synchronicity events, you know, with number prompts occurred in 1994. Yeah, this is like the earliest you're like. Yours to me, it sounds like one of the very first over 30 years ago, you were noticing these synchronicity numbers way before everyone else was kind of tuned into this angel number thing happening, right? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I'm going to say something very bold right now that I, I hope is not taken the wrong way. But I have not yet to find the person that has been experiencing this phenomena longer than I have. And I have actually actively sought out knowledge of this, uh, you know, like I went to Sedona 20 something years ago. I showed different people, you know, what I was working with and got so many different reactions. I actually like triggered one person so hardcore. He was like this dreadlock guy in Sedona that claimed to be an ascended master. And when I showed him, it wasn't even the numerology cipher. It was the Vedic square that I showed him. He crumbled it up and threw it. Like literally, and I just looked at him and smiled and I said, thank you for confirming the importance and significance of this, whatever it is that I have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is, so people will come to you then like, it be like, oh, I always see a certain number pattern. Like, I don't know, six, four, six, four, like it can be anything. Right. And it's supposed to be signaling us or telling us something. Is that how we basically start to interpret these things? Yes, it is. So the best that I've come up with is, so 1111 is the big one, okay? Mm -hmm. So the number one represents the self, the ego, the identity. It's the primal masculine creative force. It's like a very phallic number, like a penis or an obelisk yeah. or whatnot. I mean. The one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, the one. So the one, 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 you know, even in Freemasonry, you have this idea of having the two pillars in the checkerboard floor. So it's always been a number that symbolizes a portal or gateway. So one, 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 the 11-11 is a lot of people are seeing that number first. It, so basically what it is, is the interface into the psyche from the angelic realm. And wow. uh, typically this is going to be associated with the ringing in the ears. Oh my beginning. gosh. Yes. I have. Yeah. I that's. So trip on this. I've actually, all right. So I'm a musician. And so I'm, I'm way into sound and frequency and this is all going to roll into that. So I've analyzed the pitch ringing in my own ears by sitting and listening in silence and solitude and literally listening to it and recreating it, humming it and then using a function generator and then a 432 tuner that I have for my guitar and stuff to analyze the pitch. And this is the trippy thing. It fluctuates between 1728 and 864, which are the octave above and two octaves above 432. Amazing. So in my ears are ringing. So you can measure the pitch and... You know, I know this links and I'm familiar a little bit with like the solfeggio frequencies is that I don't know if that's how you say it exactly. But like all these yeah. different frequencies, you know, what I've heard is that they also have different kinds of like healing qualities. Is that right? Like you can heal oh, yeah, through certain, certainly. certain afflictions and things. How does that work? 
Yeah. So for instance, like the 174 hertz, the lowest of the sofagio frequencies is, is used for pain relief, stress, and to enhance your concentration and tone your organs. And you got 285, which is uh, healing tissues and uh, minor wounds, repairing cells, which ironically, uh, a permutation, which is a, a rearrangement of numbers to 528 hertz sofagio frequency has actually been proven in a control situation to repair the fragmented um, strands of DNA. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so it can repair repair DNA down to the that micro level is when you have these sounds radiating through your body and whatnot. Yeah, it's the oscillations of the natural harmonics and as above, so below, so within, so without her medical principles. You know, the way that we can see nature expressing through, for instance, like phi and the Fibonacci sequence and things, even angles have frequency. You measure degrees and angles as frequency. And I would recommend, I'm going to plug somebody right here. Robert Edward Grant is, in my opinion, the world's premier polymath. Also, Sage Silent on Instagram. These guys are doing phenomenal work in regards to the pyramid geometries and the work of Pythagoras and like the Vitruvian man, Da Vinci and stuff. So um, my work is actually cross-vectoring into that, but in very subtle ways as it would be right now. Yeah, that's that whole world of sacred geometry. So it's interesting to to understand how sound frequencies goes into like sacred geometry goes into like the material, our physical world. And yeah, this is amazing. So I've talked to you about this in the past. How is it that like, I think you said each one of us or each person, each everything has its own specific, like certain frequency. Is that right? Like my frequency is a certain thing versus your frequency. Is that accurate? We all have our uh, own. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's actually the core of the numerology system is to see what algorithms and sequences are held within a person's name, their date of birth, their time of birth and things that, you know, information that astrologer would collect and whatnot. Because I even I classify the way that a person receives their name as a form of living phenomena and synchronicity. Because, uh, for instance, that my mother was going to name me Lowell, but she met a man, just never met him before. He came out of nowhere. She never saw him again. And when she was pregnant, he told her, don't name him Lowell, name him Joel. So she did. So you see, to me, that's a phenomenological association because, you know, in a quantum physics perception he may not have even existed who knows Amazing. you know i've had yeah. experiences like that with people that come out of the ether to bring me messages and i've later thought wow does this person even exist as a person as we know it living a life with a you know a character and persona you know yeah well one of the interest it's funny that you say the name thing because for me personally, I have a funny story where my name is Edina, E-D-I-N-A. It's a very unusual name. And actually, when I was growing up, my dad told me, oh, it means unique, like Yedina. And it's from like a Russian Slavonic languages. But when I was about 18 years old and I 
came to Islam, which is like my main religious background now, it's actually like a, a Muslim name. And, you know, my parents were totally unaware that this Adina is a Muslim name. And like, I managed to like be given this name and, you know, now I have, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it encapsulates my whole life now. And it's just an interesting phenomenon because it, it, for me, it seems like my name came from like supernatural phenomena, like you're describing. And I just did the um, breakdown on it. So the root of Adina would be a seven, which I think in consideration of Islam, the seven and the crescent symbology of the seven in, in Islam is very significant. So that's, you see, that's kind of how synchronicity works on a solo level. Amazing. It's, yeah. It, it reveals binding principle. And I'm curious about the, like the healing thing too, with our frequencies. Cause you know, I've heard, like, I think when we talked before once it was like, you can heal relationships between like even two people uh, based on understanding a frequency or hearing of a sound. Is that right? Like, you know, sometimes we have our own trauma wounds and our own relationships that have difficulty. And can you tell me a little bit about how that understanding of numerology and sound can help with something as, as tangible as your, you know, your conflict with your partner? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, uh, first and foremost, I want to express that a numerologist, like any of these other metaphysical arts, it's a very intimate process with your, your querent, the one that's seeking knowledge. So you're getting information from them their full name, their date of birth, time of birth. So especially online, there could be a relaxation. So there's a trust that has to be there. And then the more that I know about a person's life and their situation, it's transpersonal psychology. So you see, I, I have a background in Jungian psychology. You know, I've studied Freud and whatnot. So these numerical archetypes have, you know, I'm well studied in their meaning you know, if it wasn't for the work of Carl Jung, I would have probably lost my mind because he grounded me when I found his writings and gleanings on the synchronicity phenomena. And then further on, I studied his ideas about numbers as archetypes. So it was Carl Jung that was the one that showed me that I was actually experiencing phenomena as opposed to psychosis. And that's a big one. So, that's yeah, a big are, one. You were thinking you were crazy and then it Oh man. And then it actually made something started to make well, sense. <laughs> I was actually experiencing a mental breakdown and my mother was scared because I was locked in my apartment, literally like not coming out, barely eating, barely drinking anything. And decades before this movie 23 with Jim Carrey, I was writing all over my walls, just in the state of psychosis and mental breakdown but you know it's that process of going to that edge like that which I, I feel like has really tempered me for you know this knowledge because I think the most difficult thing mm -hmm. about what I call receiving gnosis and knowledge from source is that the mystic will more times get the answers before they even know the questions they're supposed to be asking so it's, you feel it and you resonate it. So you write, you know, you document it the best you can. And then there's these aha moments that happen. So getting back to what you, your question was, when I talk to somebody, I need to know what's going on in their life. The more they tell me about their life and situation, the more I can insight that I can provide. So for instance, when a person gives me their first middle and last name, 
those are three pillars that create what I call the signature tone, the signature like your name, and then you reduce those to a a single digit, a root digit, you get the root uh, of the signature, the signature root. So the first name or the name that a person's called is typically the first pillar. So that's the revealed section, the reveal pillar. The middle name is typically the name that is not used. So that's the occult or the hidden pillar. And then the last name is the ancestral pillar. Mm. So sometimes a person might be called by their middle name. Then that becomes the revealed pillar. Then the other one becomes the occult. But so they're interchangeable. It just the one that one's called the one that's not, you know, you have a, uh, a dark light uh, dichotomy going on here. So, um, you know, what about me? I, I don't have a middle name. How does that work? Well, I would typically, unless you have like a gnome de plume, uh, internet moniker, or a nickname, or something like oh, that. Oh, I do. I adopted the Movana. That's not my legal name. So my ancestral name is Bohanic, which is takes me to Yugoslavia and all of the, you know. Ah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I would insert that like that. And Movana, I've always wondered, this name kind of came to me, it was, you know, back back in my days of like selling things online, I was putting up an e-commerce store and I just, the name kind of came to me. But then when I Googled it now, it actually means something akin to like someone who's inspired spiritually and all, it kind of resonates with the work I'm doing now. So I don't know if you have any, we could talk offline about that, but that's very interesting to Spell me. Spell it for me right quick. Uh, Movana. Yeah. Yeah. Just M-A-U-V-A-N-A. But the one on, on the internet is at like Mavana, M-A-V-A-N-A. You mean the one right now that you resonate with? Because that's the one we would use. Yeah, for it's the, the one with the U. Yeah. Okay. So four, one, five, six, one, five, one. Okay. So in Adina, you have the palindrome one, five, one representing. You also have it representing in Movana. So you have a double palindrome representation there. And it's very good too. So the first one is the I-N-A, which in Hawaii, they say, comma, the, the Aina. There's a phrase that the, in, in the Hawaiian, the Aina. And I'm, I'm going to look that up <laughs> and try to remember it. But uh, in the Movana, it's the Anna part, Ana, A-N-A, which the grandmother of Jesus was Anna. So there's all, you see, you can loop this <laughs> and follow these paths of synchronicity, you know, to, as deep as you want in this rabbit hole. So yes. with the presentation of 151, so what that means is that, okay, so palindromes give, all right, all right so let's go back to the 1111 yeah. as being an interface. Okay. Okay. So the angel numbers that people typically regard the triple digit numbers, but it's really, it starts in double digit numbers a lot, but I mean, you know, the, the triple digits like the whammy because it's so, you know, prominent in its representation, you know, three is the magic number. Three. So yeah. I hear a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So people like the law of three and the triplicate representation, but it actually starts before then on a subconscious level because you're picking up these numbers subliminally through the angelic influences before they actually drop it on you and bring it to your attention and let you become part of the circle. You know, it's a trip. It really is. So those numbers are like learning the ABCs of a grammar system. Okay. So people put so much value on them and that it is okay. But 
you know, 11-11, they have what is called the Make-A-Wish, it's 11-11 crowd. Yeah. And that's great that people are experiencing that. But I want to urge people to not stop ever thinking that they have an answer for this phenomena because it's like in the Tao. It says the true Tao can't be talked about or, or documented. It's elusive and it remains that way because that's its nature. And synchronicity is an expression of the Tao or like this, the tail of the dragon is how I put it that I'm chasing. But I've climbed onto the back of this dragon now and I'm flying it yeah this is like a whole rabbit hole that takes you like you say it's like takes you to the whole universe and connection to straight to source energy straight to god seems like you're Um, (laughs) i would say that yeah that's amazing yeah so the palindrome now that's where the language of synchronicity of these numbers prompt synchronicity starts so the three-digit palindromes are going to represent like relationships, cooperations, uh, partnerships, and all the way up the line to the dun, 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 twin flame. Oh, everybody, yeah. Everybody loves that <laughs> phenomena. So, 151 in palindromic expression involving two people or partnership with, uh, it, with it being in your name shows a propensity for you to identify. Because one is the ego, the identification self, identify with the other person that you're in a position of partnership or cooperation with five is the number of balance and harmony so you're synergizing personalities to a harmonic relationship that's what 151 is telling me would be a natural propensity of your personality so oh it makes gosh. a lot of sense yeah so people can come to you sounds like you know maybe you'd come to normally people think about okay i'm going to go to an astrologer they're going to chart my birth chart where and when i was born and then it's and then that takes you into the whole planetary alignment system but it sounds to me like people can come to you for a similar thing but then you can take it even farther with the numerology analysis because obviously your astrologer is not doing this type of numerology layer of understanding right no, no, not typically. And I'm learning about astrology as I can, the uh, different systems and um, reckonings of sidereal, the tropical, the draconic and the Vedic system. Your radiant is so overwhelming. It really is. And I have a particular interest in astrocartography because I also do grid work and light work with the earth grid system and astrocartography, anything geographically speaking that could give me a GPS coordinate just gives me numbers and the more numbers that I have the more insights you know just anything that generates numbers that I can look at so you know times and dates and positionings on the map are all just beautiful fodder for me to to um, analyze so people can come and like give you certain information then you you analyze the numbers and then they can solve their real world problems with your method and this is the method that you developed right yeah we're not going to find it anywhere else (laughs) no no this is my pet project i'm organizing for publication as we speak this is actually like i was saying my debut in public so this is kind of like my um flagship here you know me coming out and talking about this stuff yeah, so I'm just kind of jumping out there and sink or swim now. You know, I, I've traded in my old life doing making in the film industry. I'm doing construction and remodeling. I This is what I'm doing from now on. And, you know, the messages came in. I've had a, a bunch of just extraordinary women really have mm. stepped forward to tell me 
that, you know, what I really need to be looking at and to motivate me and to, you know, to just give it everything that I have. So that's, that's where I'm at. I'm so confident that, you know, I have the premier numerology system that I'll put it in the ring with anybody. Really oh my system. gosh. <laughs> With any, yeah, it's, yeah, it certainly sounds that way, especially when you can make it very customized to when you have a client and they, they have a health issue or a relationship issue. I mean, it sounds to me like your work would benefit, you know, any of these areas. Right. So yeah. It's, and it's and that's powerful. another dynamic, the synchronicities that are coming in yeah. that are presenting to people are they're unique to the individual. So, you know, I might have one person, oh my God, I see three, three, three and six, six, six all the time. And then one, five, seven, and then another person is like, oh my God, I keep seeing seven, seven, seven and eight, eight, eight. So it, you know, if I can get information about what's going on in their life, I can give them basic archetypal meaning. And usually I'm proficient enough at explaining the archetypal value that People are just basically having like eureka moments like, oh, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And then I can just kind of expand on it and it just organically develops into a a comprehension, you know, so it it does. It has a life of its own. You know, I can say that my ego could say all day that I'm the one that created, developed or whatnot. But really, it was a process of me allowing myself to fully be in surrender and allowing divine messages to come through source. You know, any human being has the ability to do this. And I was just the one that got this in particular information. So I'm like a, a mother dragon guarding <laughs> her eggs, you know, uh, the steward of this knowledge. Amazing. So, uh, yeah. And I always, so, you know, in my podcast here, I'm talking a lot about like our ascension journey, right? So To me, when I get asked about ascension, and I don't know if you also get asked or end up talking about the ascension process, but I sort of describe it as a way of increasing our vibrational frequency, right? Like we want to vibrate at this higher frequency. Is that part of your understanding of the ascension process? Like when someone asks you, or if someone were to ask you about that, what would you have to say on on that process of like, you know, getting rid of lower energy or negative entity, like energy vibration and and increasing into these higher level of vibrations. How does that look with this system? Allow me to to whack scientifically for a second. It um, bring a very pragmatic viewpoint to this ascension thing. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately we're dealing with sound and frequency ether perturbation modalities. The work of Dan Winter is a source that people can go to to understand these deeper Tesla-ish gleanings. I like that, Tesla-ish. So, yeah, 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 Nikola Tesla. Yeah. So um, we're dealing with sound and frequency dynamics and, you know, wave propagation. So a basic concept in, in wave fundamental to wave propagation, understanding wave theory, is that you have what is called phase cancellation, phasing. So if you have a sine wave, for instance, that's been oscillated at, it doesn't matter what frequency, it's arbitrary, it could be 60 hertz. If you take that sine wave and you invert it and play it in time over the other wave, the original wave, 
the result is a flat line. You'll hear nothing if it's a sound wave. So an inverted waveform flatlines the original wave. So that happens on a scale of degree. So what happens is, is you have waveforms that are interfering, interacting with one another that will cancel out certain frequency bandwidths or create new standing waves. So our reality that we're experiencing in the third dimension is it's a compilation of divine template, which is natural harmonic frequency based in 432. So Feggio and 144 harmonic comes in there. What we're seeing are aberrations of that reflection in society. So the ascension process starts within, like Michael Jackson says, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Ironically enough, mirror work is an excellent way to create standing waves oscillating within your own physical avatar and mirroring them back to yourself to do inner synchronization work. Wow. So essentially what I'm saying is that by learning the inner work and the oscillation of frequency waveform within, you know, on the cellular level, and then coalescing this with other people marks the ascension process because what we're doing is we're literally resonating divine template waveform harmonics in an attempt to cancel the aberrations and the distortions that are generated within the divine template. So it's a very, very real non-arbitrary process that we're taking part in. And a lot of people are paying lip service to this process. And for me being, you know, 30 years deep and referring to myself as a star seed, and most people out there don't know who the Zuni or the Hopi are, where the term comes from, it can be a little frustrating, but I'm called to, you know, keep myself in check in my own shadows because shadow work is a continual process and, you know, keep myself humble. And I want to teach people these things. You know, I was there one time my mom thought I was losing and I was losing my mind at one point yes and now I have a firm grip on it and I know there are other people out there because I'm actually interfacing with them now that are having a some of them are having a fantastic time with it or fairies about it but there are some people out there that are internalizing it mostly the young men the divine masculines that are going through this process or internalizing this process and their mind, their ego mind is trying to make linear sense out of a circular process. And they're in, you know, a state of psychological duress. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to train other people to actually do this work, too, because there are people that need, you know, the synchronicity phenomena is not arbitrary and it's not something to be trifled with. This is, you know, what, you know, numerology has been numerology for millennia until synchronicity came this is something completely new within our society like the closest i can give an example of it occurring in you know in our histories is the vikings and their use of the runes because the runic imagery iconography would present through nature 
So, you know, that's the medium that was there for the divine to move through to show us. But now we see we have all these other media, social media. Yeah, art, you just look and, at the clock and it's telling you something. You don't have to yeah. try and see it through the trees. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my God. It's, it's indifferent to the medium. Like the, the messages are going to come through no matter what we're doing on our planet. And it could come through false information. It could come through true information. It's always up to the person to discern the archetypal value and the timing, because it's a quantum thing of the messages coming in. It's up to the person to be observant and in analysis, taking in this data and processing it, filtering it and assimilating it into their own inner journey. And the more that, you know, this effect happens within an individual, then that will resonate with them and attract them to, you know, their soul tribe, soul family. And it's a, a process of, you know, electromagnetic, magnetism that's a it's a real physical thing we just don't perceive it with our senses you know the resonance and this is how all of the natural laws are activated i just love that you brought it back to the mirror work and the healing of the inner like trauma healing and getting rid of ego-based problems and taking it into the ascension process i mean this is so like real and tangible you have such a like now we can put it into the numbers, you know, <laughs> there's nothing more concrete. Oh, wow. than, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it is. I mean, and it's not just like it, for instance, the English language. So I do a lot of studying. Like I just got a brother of mine sent me a copy of the Quran. Um, <laughs> yeah. I follow a lot of the, um, the, the Moorish science studies, which I've been studying, you know, that along with Gnostic teachings, you know, so this is the syncretism that's, that's going on with me. But uh, for instance, so it expresses in any language that you'll translate into English. So for instance, Allahu Akbar, when I translate that using the system, Allah is one, three, one, eight. So the palindrome one, three, three, one is a code for Allah. Oh my gosh. And then Akbar is one, two, two, one. Says so a palindromic expression in that phrase. So God has shown that he has the capacity to defy a linguistic system with his universal language number. Oh my gosh. Well, I, the numeric miracles in the Quran is a whole, I mean, I don't even know if, if you've been exposed to all of that, but like me as, as a Muslim, I was constantly being told, oh, this appears this many, like you can, the, the synchronicities are off the charts in the Quran, from what I understand. So I'll have to send you anything I find on that. But it's Man, amazing. I look that you- forward to it. I want to do study groups on this type of stuff eventually where, you know, I can bring stuff that I'm working on to the table, like decoding. I, I'm doing some amazing decodes from the Bible right now. Like, oh, my gosh. I need to make a video on this one decode from the Gospel of John that it succinctly explains what shows how Jesus is literally showing us the first steps, the Vesica Pisces to create the flower of life. It is blatant. So blatant. This is a whole, you created a whole religion on like analysis on your own. It's, it's amazing to think about because, yeah, we all have our different belief systems, our different constructs, but to be able to to come down to a fundamental, like universal truth of numbers is really, you've blown my mind today. <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm impressed that I blew your mind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm so excited. So 
where can people find you? Let's, you know, I know you, you're starting to do the, you know, this Stargate numerology system with different clients. Where can people reach out if our listeners are, are interested in contacting you? It's the best way to, to try and work with you so that they can get a numerology reading. <laughs> right, right. So the best way right now is, well, I have an email uh-huh. and that's going to be stargatekeeper333 at mm-hmm. Gmail. And then my Instagram is star.gate.keeper333. Okay, amazing. Yeah, and I'll have those resources, you know, on our a link to our podcast episode. And, you know, is there anything else that before we wrap here, Joel, that, that you'd like to leave our guests with? I know you go by Joel or Yael, but is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close here? Because this was just amazing to me. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, there's so much that I could share, but I think the main thing that I want to leave with is this. All the work that I am doing is deeply rooted in living phenomena. If it's not sinking, I'm not looking. I'm not paying attention. It has to come through the wire from the divine source. It's got to be telegraphed to me. I am co-creating a reality. And what that means is that I am literally a soldier, an agent of the divine here on this planet to be guided in my work. And, you know, the ego stands in the way of that really manifesting. But once you, you know, for me, it was a lot of trauma and suffering and whatnot, you know, deep shadow work, towers and dark nights of the soul. You know what I mean? Dark weeks of the soul. It was all about the inner work and clearing the channels to receive the divine guidance. And that's how my work is performed. So it's got to be a living phenomenon. So when it comes to my clientele, I want to know what they're experiencing. I want to be intimate with their lives. You know, like I want to, when they're not observing me, I want them to know I'm praying for them. I'm holding space. If I write you down in my book, it's a sacred process for me. Your numbers, your codes that I give you are usable and I'm always available to help guide the process. And as I make developments in in the system, what I call, you know, so I'll give you a little bit about the system real quick. I'll generate six different categories. So they're tones. So the, the the full name is the signature tone. So I could get a three digit number from that, which I translate as a Hertz value, then further reduce that to a single digit, which gives me the root value. So I have the signature category, the natal, natal tone and root and the natal that is derived by the same way a natal chart is in astrology for the date of birth place of birth and time of birth and then um from that i get four more oh yeah five more a total of six and i use the information from the first two to generate a different sets of algorithms for the shadow karmic the mirror or twin flame numbers and I also have a cat, the soul, which equates to the soul urge and the traditional numerology, and then the ascension number. So if you look at it on a pentacle, like the Chinese elements, you got fire, earth, air, water, metal. And in the center, I include ether. Mm-hmm. So I give you five tones on the exterior of a point of a pentacle, which represents a man of the body of a man. And on the center, 
where it's the heart energy, the heart center. That's your ascension number because the ascension gateway is the heart. So if you think about the symbology in the crucifixion, eight is the number of the cross where Christ was crucified. His arms are spread out and it's a line that goes right through the heart. So it symbolizes a wideness and opening of the heart portal, the heart oh gateway. So that's the ascension. It's, it's in the center of the heart. So the pentacle is the crucified Christ. The oh Christic, uh, yeah. I love so. this. Well, I, oh my God, this is, a, this is amazing. I can't wait to talk to you more about this. And I, the thing that I love that you said the most is, you know, after you've done your own clearing work, that the divine is working like through you, not, you know, not you. It's, it's like, I hear that a lot with different healers and practitioners. It's like, that seems to be a real nice theme is that, you know, you're, you're letting this energy flow through you and you're doing the work from the divine. It's not your, your own ego-based self in there. <laughs> no, so I no. love that. Yeah. I love that. No, I had to get download packages. Okay. And I'll touch on something real quick. If we have yeah, time go ahead. in regards <laughs> to uh, past lives and this might trigger some folks. Okay. I don't necessarily hold to the traditional view of past lives. So my personal view is that we are, as individuals, sovereign and anomalous. There's only one Joel ever, ever will be. Now, what we can receive are the archival data that is stored from every human life that has ever existed on this planet. So call it the Akashic records for lack of a better term or whatever, you call it whatever you want. There was one point in time before I, I came to this conclusion that I was in belief that I was Thoth or Hermes reincarnated. Mm. And um, I had to really deeply dive into that because, if, you know, so many people also make the same types of claims. Yeah. And then what happened is, is that through direct channel, because I do channel, I just don't publicize it. I was revealed the download on past lives. We received codes according to our work. So in order to do this Vedic geometry and create this numerology system, I had to receive Hermes codes, both codes. Mm. Now the system may come through, you get visions in your dreams, dreams and visions, waking visions, and things like that give you imagery and people start to form selective attention and draw associations with that. And before you know it, I was so-and-so and I lived a past life and I fought in the civil war. No, that's imagery from another person's life that is basically coming through because the matrix is not perfect. That's another thing. Everybody wants to destroy the matrix, but it's not the matrix was there for our containment, not a prison. It's a, that's like a crib that a baby's in. Eventually the mom and dad know the child is going to walk and get out of the crib. And the matrix is set to dissolve at that point of our evolution. But there are powers that be that don't want the crib to go. They want the baby to stay in the crib and they want to loose our spiritual energy. And that there's a whole nother conversation within yeah the past life stuff is crazy but i love that you have an explanation because we all you know when you talk about unity consciousness and us all being from the same source like that seems to explain some of this phenomenon but let's have another episode soon because this is fascinating and thank you so much y'all 
for joining us. I feel really grateful and blessed that you got to have your debut and do this work and tell us all about your Stargate numerology system. I'm so excited that we can hopefully get you some people to work with and launch this whole thing. It's, it's phenomenal. Thank you so much. And I literally manifested this, like, and I'm watching this, you know, it's, it's cliche as it sounds. It's just because so many people say it, but gratitude is the key. <laughs> gratitude. You know, yes. I just on a daily basis sit with everything and, and I put it out there. You know, I'm grateful with knowing that the right person is going to show up for me to start doing the interviews and leading me into talking about this stuff. And in short order, here you are, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have to do anything. I chased you down. <laughs> you're, it's attracting. It's literally like if, uh, you know, if one can literally surrender and just trust in this process, like it, the process itself will start to show them that it's very, very real. And then you start to build up momentum and steam before you know it. We're all on this ascension journey and rocking this, uh, you know, <laughs> this matrix back into recalibration. You know, that's I what love New it. Earth is recalibrating. The old earth, it's a quantum potentiality. All of the potentials exist at, all at once, simultaneously, and congruent with each other. So there is no old earth and new earth. You know, Camelot, Zion, it's all been the idea of the divine template manifesting, like Yeshua said in the Our Father, very simple, the only prayer he ever gave us on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't get more plain than that. You know, oh he's gosh. not coming back to ship us out. There's no <laughs> Galactic Federation coming to save you. We literally are that. We have to do the work ourselves. And we have very real modalities that are developing and coming through from source right now that are coming to us to use as tools. And I have some of those keys. And here I am offering them in service. That's where we're at. The fact that you are someone who we can go to who even just understands this is such a huge gift to humanity. So I am grateful that I'm going to come to you with all of these questions in the future. And um, yeah, hopefully all of our listeners will too. And this, uh, this episode will be one of your great things to, to launch and, and me too, because I'm feeling the energy right now. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've been an excellent Ma, I couldn't ask for a, a more perfect moderator for this. So this is going on my resume. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll call it a day. So if our viewers want to listen, I'll to find you, I'll put your Instagram and your email at the podcast episode. Yeah, please find Joel and reach out, schedule your Stargate numerology reading, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Have a great Peace day. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light. <laughs>